Hi, guys, and welcome back to episode two of the Cool Girls Only podcast. I'm Maddie. I'm Jordan, and today we're going to be talking about how to talk about money with your significant other. So if you're in a relationship, how do you bring up this topic, and why is it so important to discuss? Yes, all the deets. We have a lot of um, our experiences along with some advice for you guys um, but before we get into that, we can go through our recs for the week. So we, we kind of talked about it and we really hate in podcasts when the intros are like 30 minutes and like I clicked on this for a reason. So like you guys clearly clicked on this for a reason. You want to get to the point. So we're going to go through our recs and then we're going to get into the episode. So do you want to go with your rec first, Jordan? Yeah. So my rec for the week is another Instagram account. I promise I'll do other recs for the week moving forward, but this Instagram account is called Celebs on Sandwiches. It is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. It is essentially an artist who paints celebrities on corresponding sandwiches, depending on their like personality or if they ate a certain sandwich in like a show. Um, I own a print of Drew Barrymore on a grilled cheese mac and cheese sandwich from my good friend Stephanie Tkachik. Shout out. Um, and I absolutely love it. It's hanging in my kitchen and it is so valuable to me. So go follow Honestly, that account. <laughs> I love, I love that account. And I discovered it recently. How did you find out about it? Cause you said you knew about it for a while. I honestly can't remember how I found out about it. I'm, I'm really not sure, but it's kind of blown up recently. It I has. think it didn't, it, it was like a, it was on an, well, I found out about it on the David Diggs AD tour. Cause yes, they have, yes, they, yes, yes. I love what they did. They have it in their bedroom and like, uh, like they're hanging above, um, their nightstand. So they have Michelle Obama and Barack Obama on sandwiches on both of the, the sides of their bed. And it's so cute. So I'm, I love, that's a yeah. good wreck. Quality content right there. And they're not that expensive. Like, no, they're I, not. I, I think it's like, what, like 20, 20 30 bucks for, for a print. print. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to get one. They have so many options, too. It's so good. My rec for the week is the Reformation Thread Up collab. So I actually went to Reformation. I went there this past week and because I needed some new jeans. And I've got some, but they gave me this like packet when I bought it. And basically, it's like perfect for like if you're, you know, it's springtime, if you're going through your closet cleaning out, um, they basically give you a thread up bag. So have you heard of thread up? It's basically you can give like your old clothes. Um, It's like instead of taking it to Goodwill, you can give it to thread up and they actually resell it. Um, So Reformation thread up have a collab now. So you can actually fill up the bag, send it to thread up. And if they... I think it's if they end up selling it, you get Reformation credit. So I'm like, okay, I need to do this. That's so smart. Yeah. It's really cool. So it's just a really good way to, and this is not sponsored. I just love this, the idea of this because I'm always, I'm actually trying to not buy as much. So I hopefully won't have to go through my closet as often, but I mean, there's still always things that I don't really want anymore. And living in New York city, you really just don't have the space. So like cleaning out your closet kind of is necessary. Um, but yes, Reformation thread up collab, awesome idea. So if anyone's cleaning out their closet, need to get rid of some things, you could potentially get Reformation credit and that's always a plus. All right, guys. Well, those were our recs for the week so we can get into today's episode. Thanks for listening. So this week we're going to be talking about 
talking about money with your significant other, which is kind of an uncomfortable conversation, honestly. I mean, it shouldn't be. Right. But it It is. is. (laughs) It is. And I didn't really talk about finances with Joe for a while into our relationship. And I think it's super important. So I just wanted to read an excerpt from a Elvest article. And Elvest is amazing. And everyone should check them out. Super helpful tips on finances, everything like that. But this article says, nobody's always on the same page about money. It's an, an emotional subject. Everyone's taught about it differently, but you can discover if you're at least in the same book. And when you are, it's easier to make decisions together, respect and support one another's goals, and maybe someday trust one another to protect your joint financial future. But the types of money conversations you might have will be different depending on what stage you're at in your relationship. So I think that's a good segue into like us and how we (laughs) kind of handle this in our relationship. So curious to know, like, when did you and Caleb start talking about money? Or like, how does that even come up? Yeah, I think... So for us, it was, it came up naturally when we decided to do a trip together. So our first big trip we did was this month-long trip to Europe, and we hadn't really traveled with each other previously, so this was like a really big step for us because we didn't live together, you know, we were dating throughout college, and we decided to go to Europe for a month. And so it came to a point when we were planning the trip, and we started adding up the costs and how much, you know, how much a flight going to cost, and where do we want to stay, and what kind of hotel do we want to stay in. And so once we started adding up those numbers, it was like, well, can you pay for this? You know, are mm-hmm. we both in a place where we can actually go to Europe for a month? And if we do this, how are we going to get to that financial situation where we have enough money to go on a trip like this? So I think for us, that was the first time we actually had a conversation around like this is how much goes out of my bank account every month and this is how much goes in and we started to get a better understanding of each other's like financial situation but that was years into our relationship I mean we had been dating for years and not talking about money really so I think I wish we would have had the conversation sooner but that would be the first time for me that I kind of sat down with my significant other and said I want you to go on this trip with me can you come up with the money to go like are we gonna be able to do this Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I've been dating Joe for seven years. We also didn't really start talking about money until, I I would say until moving in together. We moved in together three years ago almost when we moved to New York, which, as mentioned in our previous podcast, is expensive as hell. (laughs) So that's really when we started talking about finances um, but before that, we really didn't. But it was also we were in college. We were doing long distance too. We didn't see each other that often. And like it just wasn't a topic we needed to talk about at the time, I guess. But I would say once you get into your 20s and you're in a relationship, I think it's so important to talk about because you just need to know what the other person's position is or like their views or their goals and I think aligning on those kind of things is really important pretty much what kind of started our conversations was moving in together but I would say the pandemic also really also made us talk about it even more just because we were then like able to think about our future so much more and I don't know like coming up with goals together or figuring out things that we want to purchase in the future or Any type of goal like that, I think you need to understand the other person's situation. 
Um, because for me, like I have debt and he doesn't. And so him understanding like, okay, I, I'm prioritizing this over like saving for this because obviously I don't want to have debt in the future and I want to hopefully be debt free by the time, you know, we want to buy a house or things like that. So that's, I think having your significant other understanding your situation, it just gives you so much more ease in the relationship and like, they're just understanding where you're coming from and like what you're doing with your money and like knowing that you are prioritizing things like that. I think like in my mind, there's always two sides to this. And one side is the the realistic side of if I'm moving in with someone, can they pay rent? Like <laughs> I'm signing a, a legal document with someone. Do they, are they financially responsible enough? In my experience, that was when Caleb and I really started having conversations about money and like how much debt do you have and what are we willing to pay for rent? That's one side of it is you need to know someone's financial situation when you're attaching your name and their name together on something. You know, like if you want to buy a house with them one day, they have to have a decent credit score or else it will affect both of you. So like there's, yeah, like there's a, there's an aspect of it that's very like serious and, and you need to really like to have these conversations or else you're going to hurt yourself. Um, But then there's another side of it where it's like, are we aligned on the same goals? So I think like, talking about your, you know, your financial future and when do you want to retire and where and how long do you want to live in New York and these kinds of questions that help you figure out where your future with this person will go. And that's more like, I think when we talk about talking to your significant other about money, we all think, oh, well, are we aligned on the same goals? But it's like, no, it's several things. It's, does this person make enough money to, to move in with you or to buy that house or to get a dog or any like financial decision that you're making that you're associating with that partner, but also are they, you know, on the same track as you are in terms of like your actual life goals? Yeah, no, I totally agree. You hit so many good points. And I think first let's talk about rent. Like (laughs) do you split rent evenly? No, no. And I, and I, I like the way that we do it and maybe this isn't normal, but we actually do a percentage of our income. So we decided early on, you know, Caleb and I are both in different industries and like we did the the research on where both of our financial situation would likely be in 5, 10, whatever, 20 years. And so we both knew Caleb would make more money out the gate than I would, you know, and long term, the opportunity for me to make more money is actually like higher than his is. And so we decided to do a percentage of our income instead of splitting it down the middle. And so right now, Caleb pays, I think like, hundred or two hundred dollars more than me um like a month in rent but then all other smaller things we split down the middle so maybe i don't know if that's weird or not but that's how we do it like we split our rent as a percentage of income but then if we do a trip or if our groceries every week like those are things we just split in half yeah no that's a good way to do it i I really do need to relook at this like joe and i have talked <laughs> about it because we came in when we came to new york we were pretty much making a similar salary. I think he was making a little more, but the gap between our salaries has grown a lot since we've moved, but we're still splitting 50-50, which isn't fair. And he knows it's not, and I know it's not. So we're like uh, figuring out if we're signing a lease, you know, in a few months and we're going (laughs) to, we're going to figure out the details, but I do think that's huge. As for like other things like groceries, normally it's 
pretty split down the middle just because we're using, you know, we're both eating the food. We're both going on the trip, like you said. Um, So I think that's good. But rent, I think, is a huge thing. People just kind of think, okay, we can split down the middle. Like, it's fine. But it's really not fair if they're making so much more than you. Like, you definitely need to think about that. So I think that's another conversation to have if you're thinking of moving in with someone. How much do you make versus how much I make? And then we can figure it out from there. I think, like, another thing that we actually do is we consider like who wants something and if that's why we're doing it and then in that in that case maybe that person pays more so for example like if one of us really wants to go to like some show in new york city and it's clearly like my idea and i really want to go and i want caleb along for the ride with me those are situations where maybe i would pay more for those tickets or I'm trying to think like if we go to the grocery store and I just want like a ton of, I don't know, skincare products, that's not really something I would ask Caleb to pay half for and split down the middle. So I think we both kind of have this conscious thing in the background of our minds when we are purchasing things like, is there, I don't know, is there someone, you know, out of the two of us that's really pulling for this? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, maybe they pay a little more. And I think obviously that only works if you're like open and you can have these conversations because it it's definitely awkward I mean and I don't know how you feel about this but it took us a while and it took several conversations for us to be comfortable at saying like well this is what you owe me you know what I mean and 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 even if it's a small amount like people can be very petty about money and like everyone knows that person in your life that's just never pays you back you always get the Uber and they never pay for it. Yes. Or you, you always pick up the tab and they never Venmo you. And it's, it just sucks. Like, but why is it so <laughs> uncomfortable asking, like, will you pay me? It is. It is. It's unfortunate. And I, <laughs> I don't know. I think like a part of it, like, I'm not really uncomfortable asking people for money because usually I don't pay for something for someone unless I trust them to pay me back. And so I think that's one thing that like everyone experiences during college where you pick up a bar tab and you're realizing three of the people at this table, I don't know. I have no idea have no how idea. I'm going to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's just a dumb choice. Like <laughs> we shouldn't have been picking up those tabs or we should have like figured it out. And I think as you get older, especially after you graduate college and you start working and you have better friends and not so many shitty friends, you start realizing who you can trust and you feel more comfortable like picking up those tabs or getting that Uber and and knowing like, you know, I'm going to Venmo you for that. And so I think like a part of it is as you get older, you just choose your group wisely and and you know, you know, but I do think like it, it just sucks. And to to those few people who might be listening, like don't be that person ever (laughs) pay people back. Pay them back. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even I think, you're right. Like surrounding yourself with great people as you get older is Helps. so helpful. But I think it's also important. I mean, I talk about money with my friends too. Like we talk about our salaries. We talk about, you know, investing and how much we're saving and things like that. And I think those are really healthy conversations to have. Like if you can't have those conversations with your friends or like kind of gauge like what they're doing with their finances or, you know, are, are we on the same page? Like, should I be doing something different? Like, I think it's always great to have conversations like that just to honestly see what other people are doing and get different perspectives of like different financial situations because everyone's in a different position and you could always learn something from your friends, from your significant other. Honestly, 
the reason, like I said, during the pandemic, we started talking, Joe and I started talking about money more is because I hadn't really invested before all of this. And it really gave me some time to just figure out my shit. And like, I want to start investing. I want to start saving more. Like I really wanted to get on top of my finances. So the main reason we started talking about money so much was I would just come at him every day with questions on investing because I didn't know like anything. And as we've talked about before, it's really hard to learn about. It's like so confusing. So having someone in your life that you know is already doing these things, it just makes it easier to kind of break the ice on those conversations. So if they're investing, like ask what they're doing or like, what do you, I, I didn't even know where to begin. I was like, what do you invest in? Like what, what stocks do you buy? Like, I, I didn't know what to ask. I have no idea. Um, but he was definitely really helpful. And just the initial conversation sparked my interest to start reading some different finance books just to learn more about it. Um, but I think since then we've just become really a lot more comfortable and, you know, having those conversations with your significant other can then spark conversations with friends who will maybe you'll maybe inspire or interest them to start, you know, looking into investing or getting better with their finances. So I think it's kind of like a compound effect. Something that I hear a lot, you know, being more vocal about whatever women making money and women investing and, and asking people in your life about how they manage their money. Something that I hear often, usually from older people, I would say, maybe like, I don't know, our parents' age, or I'll have relatives that will say, you know, you don't want to ask people about money because then you'll start comparing yourself to everyone and it'll only hurt you. It won't make you feel good or, or you'll embarrass someone if you make more money than them. And it's like, no, like this is not the thought process we should be having around these conversations because you're right, it can easily educate someone. And in my mind, if I have a friend who makes more money than me or a partner who makes more money than me, it's not intimidating and it doesn't make me like ashamed. It's okay, well, like, how did you do that? What industry are you working in? What background do you have? Like, who do you know? Or what are, how are you managing your money differently than I am? So I think like, that's just something I always hear, usually from other people who are kind of like against talking about money and, and why it's so taboo. But it's like, this is the completely wrong way to think about this because it's only harming the people who need to have more education around the subject. And especially usually like women, like people of color, like there's so many, you know, groups of people who need to have these conversations that aren't because unfortunately we've labeled this as a taboo topic and you don't want to embarrass yourself or someone else and you don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Like That is bullshit. I completely agree. Like it doesn't need to be like this. It's just been like this for so long. It doesn't, that doesn't mean it needs to continue. I think these are really important conversations to have and like, Again, talking about have like having these conversations with your significant other, I I believe that the number one reason for divorce is I, money. I think so <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, we'll fact check this, but I'm pretty positive that's what it is. The number one reason for divorce is issues around money, and people just don't talk about it, or they're talking about it too late. So that's why we're having you know this conversation and want to put this podcast out because in your 20s and like. Even if you're in a relationship for only a few months, I mean, it's good to gauge what type of person they are and like how they are with finances, because like Jordan was saying earlier, it can totally impact, you know, decisions you want to make later in life. Buying a house, your credit score is so important. 
So just kind of gauging how, you know, they handle their money and if they're comfortable talking about money with you. I think that's also another indicator. I think Um, like, and I'm sure you have had these situations too. I know like, like, you know, I have with Caleb, but I had inklings of how Caleb managed his money or, or how he felt about money before we ever had any actual conversations about it. You know what I mean? Like, you can pick up on these things as long as you're like thinking about them and you're aware situations are brought up all the time where you can tell how someone responds with money does someone ever pick up a tab or for a group does someone always pay you back i i just think that there are definitely cues that you can kind of pick up on as you're dating someone and as you like get closer with them about how they feel about this kind of stuff and i was reading like i think it was I don't know, I think like Bloomberg or someone did did an article on like how to have these conversations with your significant other. And it was like the most awkward like pickup line I've ever heard. It was like, um, do you want to role play like how to talk about money? Oh Something God. like that. And it's like, it doesn't need to be like that. Why? It doesn't Ugh. need to be weird. It's only weird if you make it weird. Do you feel like you guys ever had a conversation about money that didn't go well? Because I, I know I. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know that there's been a conversation that didn't go well. I would say there's definitely disagreements. Because I think also you you need to do what's best for you. And we've had disagreements about my, like, investment strategy, I guess. Or, like, where I'm allocating my money. And he, he thinks that I should be paying as much debt down as possible. And, like, I agree Uh, But I also really want to invest. Like, I think it's important to start investing now. So I'm also, instead of putting all my money into my student loans, which I freaking hate doing. I hate (laughs) paying for student loans, but like obviously have to do that. But I'm also investing. And I think for me, that's what I want to do. And I've read a lot of different books and there's a lot of strategies. You really honestly just have to pick what's best for you. Like, and that's what I want to do because I want, you know, my money to grow at this point in my life, like when you're investing in your 20s, it's going to be worth way more than if you start investing in your 30s. So even just putting a little bit away, I think that's what I want to do. And he kind of disagreed, but I don't know. I don't know. That's it. It didn't end badly. It's just I told him like, that's what I'm doing. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I think like, oh, man, I wish I remember who said this because it is like a sick quote and it definitely completely changed the like way I think about money. And she said, you need to put your money wherever it will work hardest for you. Every single dollar that you make needs to go somewhere where it will work for you. And she like gave an example, you know, if you have really high interest debt, much higher than you would ever get in a return from investing in the stock market, you know, in an average ETF or whatever, put it towards that. If you have 12% on one of your student loans, pay it down. Like it is hurting you and you're not going to make a 12% return in the stock market usually, you know, on average over time. So pay your shit down. But I also think like everyone's in a different scenario. And so for me, that just like helped a lot. And I know we'll get into it in other podcasts where we talk about investing, things like that. But I do think it is tough to have those conversations with someone because they're always going to have an opinion on like what you should be doing. And sometimes it's like, no, it's my money at the end of the day. Like, it's what I, this is what I'm going to do with it. Do you feel like talking about money with Joe has kind of made you 
I don't know, more conscious that someone else kind of knows what's going on? <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate when someone, <laughs> like, knows what I'm buying. Like, that's the hard thing. Like, living with someone, they'll see the packages oh, coming <laughs> in, and I'm like, I can't hide it. Um, not that I need to hide it, but it's just... It is a different feeling, though. It's yeah. not, like, if you're living alone or whatever, you're living with some roommates, it's different because... They don't really they don't know care. and they don't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah. then living with your significant other, it's kind of like, well. Like, did you need that? Yeah. <laughs> like, we've definitely had that conversation a lot. But like I said, I think I've gotten a lot better and he's really influenced me to save more and really invest in our future because that's something we've talked about. And like, I don't know. I think that's definitely another thing thinking about your future. It's it's going to only benefit your future. So setting goals together or yeah. figuring out like what investments you want to invest in maybe together. I think those are really good conversations to have. But I think we should also talk about like how do you have these conversations? Like how would someone that's dating for let's say like four or five months like how would you how would you go about that? <laughs> like I have no idea and I'll try and answer too but like like, what do you think? I think, obviously, you have to be, like, comfortable enough with this person to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. So I think that's, like, kind of step one is, like, checking yourself and thinking, what am I willing to to tell this other person about me? You know, am I willing to share information when I ask them? Because if you're not, that's not okay. Like, don't pester, you know, some person you're dating for a few months about their financial situation if you're not willing to also be vulnerable about it and kind of, like open up and be honest. So I think like one, make sure you actually know what your financial situation is and kind of think about what you're willing to talk to them about first before the conversation opens up. So you're not like caught off guard. An easy topic to start the flow of conversation is always like student loans. I don't know why. Maybe it's because so many people are struggling with debt. We know it's super common. We know a ton of people took out federal loans to go to school. For me, that always felt like the easiest way to start off because I knew even my friends, you know, who studied engineering and have great jobs and are doing well, like they still have debt. You know, we, a lot of us, a lot of people in our generation are all living with it. It's kind of rare to not have any student loan debt. I kind of think if you're going into it fresh and you really don't know this person's financial situation, an easy kind of like icebreaker would be, did you go to school? Where did you go? Oh, like... Did, did you take out loans? How did you end up paying for school? And it, it's an easy kind of way to flow into the conversation because it's not the same as saying, how much money do you make? You know what I mean? Like no one kind of really wants to answer that out the gate, but I think student loans is kind of an easier subject to kind of get your feet wet with because you know so many people have it and deal with it. Yeah, no, I think that's super relatable. Like it's a good a good way to start and also like when you're dating someone like you said you kind of have a gauge before you talk about it like depending on what their career is you can kind of guess right. you can do a quick google search on the industry they work in and have a slight you know gauge of this or even like go on linkedin salary and and type in their job title like there you go yeah they're probably within that range somewhere right so you can kind of have a gauge. So I think you're you're totally spot on. Like starting 
talking about something that's a little more relatable rather than jumping Diving right in. in and saying how much money do you make? Like, I don't even know if that's even a question to ask at all because it's a little forward. Um, I think that's definitely something later on in the relationship that you'll be more open sharing, yeah. like not even having to ask, but maybe once you're having more money conversations, mm-hmm. it'll come up. Or I think like another one that comes to mind would just be like a casual question about retirement. Oh, yeah. my, my company is, is switching up our 401k plan to this person or, or whatever, you know, this company, this situation and kind of see how they respond and let the conversation start from there. So I think like that's also a clear way. Who gives a shit if your company's not changing? Who their 401k is through. Just lie. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just like say, you know, this is happening. What is your 401k plan? And do oh, you invest in your yeah, 401k? Like, do you contribute? I'm kind of thinking about contributing more. What do you think? And kind of like, again, making yourself vulnerable in a way to kind of let them know you're willing to like open up and have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. And get to know kind of where they're at because if they're like, What's a 401k? <laughs> a 401 then, then you're like, yeah, well, a 401 No, then you're kind of like, okay, so this is where you're at. Is this, <laughs> is this going to work? Yeah. Because it might, I mean, you might be able to help them then get, get more into their finances and be a little bit smarter with their money, but you also could not. And they could just continue, you know, not really caring and that, doesn't look great for your future either if you want to continue being yeah. with them. So I think it's a huge factor in a relationship, honestly, being, you know, good and smart with your money. And that doesn't mean you need to have a ton saved or a ton invested. Just the fact that you're, you know, trying to get started or you want to have those conversations to really plan for your future, I think is really important. Uncomfortable, but we don't have to make it uncomfortable Listen, anymore, people. Yeah, you'd rather know sooner than later, right? Like, you'd rather know sooner yeah. if your partner has $200,000 in debt, or you'd rather know sooner if your partner has a credit card problem. Like, these are things that married people find out like years Ten into years their relationship. In. And it's wild. Don't be in that situation, whether it's you with a credit card debt or your partner or whoever it may be. Like, it's better to be open and have these conversations so you don't get in a real shitty conversation or end your relationship eventually. I think that's a part of the whole conversation of like even having a podcast about this topic is you have the right to make a choice on whether or not you want a partner that gives a shit about their finances at this point. You're bringing in your own money and you have worked hard you know, to pay down your debt and you, whatever, you've worked on your credit score, all this stuff. It's time for you to think about, like, do I want to be with someone who doesn't give a shit about any of this? And, like, do I have a future with that? Because now your finances are also at stake here, you know? Don't buy a house with someone who has no savings. So many women today have more power, literally, through the money that they have in their bank account or the money that they make more today than ever before. Like, it's time to start having these conversations and really thinking about your own decisions and what you want Like, this conversation isn't about picking the right partner based off their finances. It's about protect your assets. Like, make sure you're making smart moves Mm -hmm. for yourself. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, I completely agree. Important. It's for you. Like, you need to protect yourself (laughs) and your money because you don't, you don't want that to be at stake in the future. 
So I think these are really good conversations to have. And just to kind of wrap this conversation up, wanted to see from both of us, how has talking about money played a role in your relationship? I think it's been very positive. I think it was rocky in the beginning and it's always going to be a little uncomfortable and awkward, but hopefully, you know, if you're with the right person, it's not uncomfortable and awkward and, and it just flows and you get through it. So I think for me, like it has definitely made my relationship stronger. I feel closer to Caleb than I have before because we have these conversations. And I think it's, it's just like the little times where we'll be talking about something and it'll be like, well, when, when do we want to buy a house and do we want to get a dog one day? And, and like having these like general relationship conversations that also turn into, well, where do we financially want to be to do this? You know what I mean? And, and kind of like, not necessarily planning anything out, but just having a realistic conversation about like, if we want to buy a house worth this much, how much money do we have to have in the bank account to make that move? And like, realistically, like, do we want to split it down the middle or like, how do we want to do something like this? And I think it's made us so much closer and I think it's definitely like strengthened, strengthened our relationship a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I feel closer to him and I think like, it definitely makes me feel better kind of having these conversations with someone I'm close with and it makes me feel more empowered and educated to like make my own money moves that I know I want to make but yeah what about you yeah I agree it's definitely strengthened my relationship like if anything I just feel closer to Joe like just having these conversations because it's also planning for your future it's like you're making these decisions or, you know, these financial decisions now that Mm -hmm. will impact your future later in life. Um, So I think any conversation about that will strengthen your relationship. It's positive, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, or even if it does get heated and you guys disagree, Mm -hmm. like it's still a positive step for your relationship because having those conversations now are so much better than having them or just not having them at all, either (laughs) having them later in your marriage or later in your relationship or just never having them. Like, I think it's always going to be positive. So that's why we want to have this episode for you guys, because it's really important. And whether you're in a relation, you've been in a relationship for 10 years or two months, like it's, it's something to think about. And yeah, I think like, I also just think there, and maybe you can attest this with me, but I know like in my previous relationships or, you know, my relationship with Caleb early on, like, yeah, you have these conversations about what you want your life to be. And it's always romantic and it's nice and it's sweet. And you're like, wow, I'm connecting with this person. And, and they do want to get married one day and they do want to have kids one day. And I think I want that too. And it, it feels great and it feels bubbly and, and lovely, but that's not the same thing as looking someone in the eye and saying like, do you want to buy a home one day? And if you do, you know, what's your credit score look like? How much money do you think we would need to have in the bank to do this? And realistically, like, when would you want to do this? Because that, although it's not as romantic and like nice or sweet as the other conversations that you you might've had, like, it's so much more real And it just really makes you closer to that person because you're like, this is something that has a timeline. This is something that I know maybe it doesn't fit exactly the way we think it's going to, but we agree on like kind of the basic foundation of how this might work. And so I think like 
sometimes you're kind of bursting that like fake bubble you've had before of like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this. Well, how are you going to pay for it? But exactly. <laughs> like you don't know anything. Like when you're in college and you're making your Pinterest board for your wedding and you're <laughs> looking at what you want your future home to look like, you don't know what that costs. Yeah. Like you just really don't. And you have no nothing to compare it to because you don't really have an income. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of get there financially, like, and you know what you need to have saved to have a house or different goals you're targeting it's so much easier like you said it's a little less romantic (laughs) like you you, it's not romantic conversation but it's real yeah like you said it's it's real and it's actually productive rather than these conversations that just daydreaming yeah it's just daydreaming honestly it's just a real life pinterest board like it's not it's not concrete in any way and it's not to say that like you know what caleb and i have discussed is definitely going to happen it's just to say at least what we've discussed, we have like a semi-loose time frame and like, you know, a budget or a range that we feel is appropriate for our first home one day down the line. Like it doesn't need to be an Excel spreadsheet with everything planned out, but it does need to be, you know, let's, let's figure out a range of what we think our first home would be like. Or, you know, if you want to get a dog with someone, let's figure out how much we're willing to spend on this before we make a really stupid financial decision mm-hmm. and buy a dog without ever speaking about how much it's going to cost or who's going to pay for things. So I think like, like you said, not as romantic, but totally necessary. And it, it's going to help in the end for sure. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, clearly talking about money has strengthened both of our relationships. Yeah. So can't recommend it enough like it it really does I mean it takes your relationship I feel like to the next level and it's just it's a very mature conversation to have yeah if someone doesn't want to have it red flag yeah 100% it's a red flag all right guys that's a wrap on that episode if you have any questions on this topic slide into our dms or email us at hello at coolgirlnews.com thanks guys thanks guys